Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on the Night of the Living Geeks Network. My name is John, and joining me, as always, through my adventures in time and space is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, how are you? I'm good, man. It's been uh, actually a relatively quiet couple of weeks since we last talked. How are you? Um, I'm doing pretty well. We just had uh, a holiday weekend, and um, it was pretty busy. I went to I went to Fanime for a little while and hung out with some friends, and that was fun. But other than that, just um, oh, I'm obsessed with uh this Blizzard game called Overwatch. So uh, I may have just finished listening to the Tangled Web oh twenty five minutes ago. Oh wow! Yeah, I, you know, speaking speaking of video games, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clap! <laughs> uh, shout out to Yakutcast. Um, I have been rather obsessed with uh, Need for Speed, the latest version of that on the PS4. Oh really? And, yeah, it, it, that's all I'm really good at are car games. <laughs> um, I can't run around a world and shoot stuff, especially if the camera doesn't stay behind the person all the time. Right. <laughs> I go back and I, I I go back and I play like stuff on the on the old N sixty four, and I'm like, why is the camera rotating? I'm walking <laughs> forward, and now I'm walking backwards. What's going on? So I'm really only good at driving games, and um, I've probably thrown about five months into playing it and last weekend i actually finished like the story portion uh you know where you kind of like come up in the ranks and you go through different challenges and stuff in terms of that i've beaten the game oh and the number of video games i've beaten i can probably count on one hand (laughs) um, over the course of my life uh but this was a big deal to me and I was pretty stoked. So now I'm kind of going through and I'm like, okay, let's, let's find all the free parts hidden places. Let's find all the other challenges. I'm basically just going for like a hundred percent completion now. Excellent. That's great. Um, I can make the promise that, um, unlike Trent Reznor, I will not become so obsessed with this game that NOTLG doesn't release new content for like six years. <laughs> He, that happened to him with, I believe it was Quake. Really? He, he was, got so into Quake that he didn't make music? He, well, he did the soundtrack for Quake. And then oh. he loved the game so much he kept playing it. And, um, yeah. <laughs> he didn't make music for a while. I had no idea. That's one of my favorite stories. Like, yeah, I was just playing Quake. It, it wasn't like he went on a huge bit, like, bender and got addicted to drugs no he was just addicted to quake wow yeah so anyway we are we are way off the rails here and we'll get we'll get way off the rails in fugitives and tangled web which would be dark eyes which i found out uh thanks to ma silko he told me that this is dark eyes part one so there's there are i think three parts to it I actually think there's four. Oh, good lord! So this is Dark Eyes one uh, parts th- two and three, the Fugitives Entangled Web. But before we get to that, we have some who news. Yep, we have a little bit. Uh, so the moth, the Grand Moth, Grand Moth Stephen. Yes, Stephen of uh, Moth. He is. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry, this little like tickle in my throat only just appeared as I was uh, singing my son to sleep. Oh. And it hasn't happened, so I'm like, great, just Wor- time to record. But worth the... it, though. Go ahead. I said worth it, though. Yeah, always worth it. <laughs> always worth it. So the Grand Moss Stephen has confirmed that Pearl Mackey will appear first in 2017, which um... then we can infer from that that she will not be in the Christmas special. Okay. That's, I guess, so, all right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. I mean... I'm just glad to be getting any Doctor Who yes. in 2016, even if it is just one episode. I'll I'll take I'll take it. Yes, definitely. Give me whatever you want. It's it could be Peter Capaldi sitting in the TARDIS eating bagel bites, and I would watch <laughs> that for an hour because it's Doctor Who. Yes, and we'd be getting some. Um, 
But uh, looking forward to season 10. Michelle Gomez recently confirmed that Missy will be back. Excellent. In season 10. So we, we have that to look forward to. That is very, very good. And actually, I uh, one note I forgot to mention was mm. I got the 12th Doctors. I got Capaldi's Sonic Screwdriver, the new one. Did I saw pictures of that, and I am a shade of green right now. Then <laughs> I am holding it right now. Um, Are you? How yes. do you like it? I I I really like it. I just love the TARDIS blue. I I just love the design of it. They and they've also kind of hidden the the battery pack away. I also enjoy that the when you you I won't do it now, but when you turn the sonic on up makes the lights green and down oh. makes the lights blue now i don't know if that's canon um but i really hope it is i god i mean that's an officially licensed product i imagine it would be yeah um it it's just it's a really cool design i really really like it it might be a bit it might even be longer than than the last sonic just by a, really? a little bit, but it just it looks really cool, and the color scheme's just fantastic, and it's a neat little thing that I think I will carry around with me everywhere. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, love it. Super cool. <clears throat> and uh, this last note is, yeah, we do want to mention this. So, okay. Taylor, go for it. So. Just after we last recorded, it was probably the Monday after we recorded. I'm uh, I'm working from home that day because uh, I've got to watch Echo, and um, I, I just pops up on my Instagram feed. Oh, Unlimited Bread Sticks has started following you, and Sticks is spelled S-T-I-X, right? So Unlimited Bread Sticks, look them up on Instagram, and I'm like, well, that's kind of a weir- weird name, and. The previous the the post that he had liked was an old one I did of an old like uh, Russian military numbers station that I periodically like listening to, and so I'm like, all right, what's up with this? And so I start looking at his posts, and he only had like uh, not many, like maybe twelve or thirteen. I think it might have been less than that at that point. It might have even been less than that, honestly. I don't remember. And I'm like, what is this? This is weird. He's got like a picture of a map and here's this weird like day glow room and here are these completely pictureless so it's just black but there's all sorts of weird audio going on and music and what sounds like backward talking and morse code and and i'm thinking i'm like oh my god this is one of those like crazy ass you know alternate reality games and and we need to figure out what this is i know who would like this John, <laughs> go look at this. And um, and then Pandora's it? box was opened. Boy, that that was just a rabbit hole within a rabbit hole of uh, interestingness. Yeah. So one of the, I guess one of the first things Taylor and I bonded over was Lost. We've talked about it a couple of times, and um, they were one of the. I want to say one of the more notable um, alternate reality games, which is just a fun way to get your audience more into your product, whether it be... Uh, and speaking of Trent Reznor, he did one for Year Zero, which was great. That was that one I was really, really into as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good album too. Yes, fantastic album. And um, so it's just a fun little thing. Like It's almost like a little mystery that somebody will put out to get hype for their product. And when Taylor first sent me this, I I was like, okay, I I'm trying to figure out stuff and I we have a whole folder now. We have a Google Docs folder with like everything in it. There was indeed some um back masking in it. There was um I don't really know if there was anything else other than the back masking. Well, we tried to see if there was anything in the uh Oh the, uh, the spectrograph photography of the audio yeah uh, i didn't see anything um there were some qr codes that would lead to like a uh, a pastebin file of binary text that you'd then translate into you know what appears to be some field operative uh, uh, uh requesting immediate evacuation out of this that or the other thing um 
there were a number of early posts that had different coordinates. So I'm throwing all these coordinates into Google Maps and seeing where they land. It was really interesting. It was uh, basically, I think it started on like Friday, May 13th. He had posted again on uh, Monday the 16th and then again on Friday the 20th and hasn't since. Yeah, which is kind of disappointing. I tried to reach out to the subreddit for alternate reality games. Nobody really, I think one person followed along. Um, I've tried to hit up a couple of others, but it could just be somebody having fun. But either way, um, I know how to do um, spectography now. Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, that's cool, right? Yeah. If anything, there's one cool thing. (laughs) New skills. So, yeah, listeners, if if you want a little uh, puzzle, a little adventure, Go to Instagram, look up Unlimited Breadsticks, and and follow their posts from oldest to newest. Go yeah, in that order I think makes the most sense. A lot of weird stuff going on in there, but it's it's fun too. Yeah. I'll put it in the show notes for sure. So here we are. We have we speaking. have <laughs> speaking of breadsticks or breadcrumbs. <laughs> let's go more breadcrumbs, I guess. I think so. So uh, this week we listened to Fugitives and Tangled Web, uh, starring Paul McGann as the Doctor, Ruth Bradley as Molly O'Sullivan, Peter Egan as Straxus, Straxus, yes, and Toby Straxus. Jones as Cotrus. So many uses at the end of things. Right. <laughs> it was also written by, written and directed by Nicholas Briggs, and was released. In the later part of 2012. And uh, Taylor, we have some uh, story notes. Yeah, not not a lot uh, out there this time. I was uh, looking at Tetraswikia. I was actually looking at the actual big finish pages uh, for these. Um, so yeah, these are the th- second and third stories in the first Dark Eyes audio anthology. And I'm pretty sure there's four Dark Eyes anthologies, which I think simply means that I'm guessing here is that uh, they have Molly as the companion because obviously the doctor is referring to her as Dark Eyes. Yes. Um, And yeah, there you go. (laughs) Oh, I will mention, you know, I will mention, though, because last week uh, I had said one of the story notes was that this was the last story that featured uh the eighth doctor in his original more edwardian looking outfit and that he started this different look in fugitives and that isn't true oh that isn't true this entire story went through actually both stories uh fugitives and tangled web no mention of an outfit change in fact in fugitives uh when they land um in the 40s Yes. And get rather rather damp. He actually is like, um, look at us. Of course we look this way because, you know, you're in your skivvies and I'm in a bunch of velvet clothing. Yes. <laughs> so he his out his look hasn't changed yet. So I, I don't know why that uh note is there and inaccurate, but it is. Oh well. Yeah. We we all make mistakes. Out. Indeed. <laughs> So, Taylor, you have your world-famous synopsis for us, so take it away. All right. Things get increasingly strange for the Doctor and Molly as he tries to bring her to Gallifrey, thinking his mission is accomplished. However, just about everyone else in the story has other plans for him. Yes, this is this is very, very true. <laughs> so we, <laughs> we open with... We're in 1970, which is already puzzling. <laughs> it is that considering where we left off and we're also on Baker Street which I thought I found very entertaining yes and uh there is I guess some robot tech which is also strange I had to make I had to go back and make sure it was 1970 and I didn't mishear it yeah this um honestly both these stories were complex enough to warrant multiple listenings Yes, definitely. They were there was there's a lot of <laughs> time travel in this Doctor Who story. Yeah. And we find out that I, I cannot remember this character's name. Um she is left this note or it's like the, you know a digital recording and 
it I guess has directions in it and also oh you know one hundred or one billion pounds sterling silver. You know. Sally Armstrong. Sally Armstrong, yes. Um and she's quite rich now. <laughs> yes, apparently. And that's where we leave off on that on that note. Just here here's some money. Oh oh no, and we find out that the doctor has left her the money as well. Right. And so we we get that mystery solved a little later. But for now, we're back with the Daleks. Oh, hi, Daleks. Hello, Daleks. You are, my, up you are my favorite customer. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say that the, the, the scriptwriter really knows his vintage airplanes? Uh, yeah. Well, I would assume that would be um, that would be the voice of the Daleks. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah, because it was written and directed. I'm sorry, I thought it was just It'd thinking be Nick, directed. Nicholas yes, Briggs. Nick Briggs apparently likes vintage airplanes because <laughs> after the Doctor and Molly ride horseback to an airfield. Which is great. Yes. <laughs> great visual. The Doctor just rattles off. It's like, oh, it's this, 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 this type of plane, and you have to sit here, Molly, and switch these off, and I need to rotate it this many times, and now switch them on, and I'm like, Wait, what? I'm getting a complete lesson on how to start a biplane. Yes. <laughs> how many of our doctors love riding a horseback? I feel like... Oh, definitely Tennant. Tennant. Um, uh, who else have we seen on horseback? Have we seen Capaldi on horseback? Capaldi was on horseback in his first episode. And oh, yes, Matt Smith okay. was on... Nope, I, th- I think I'm confusing Matt. Yeah, no, Matt Smith was... On horseback, or he was at least... No, he was in a carriage during um, the snowmen. I don't think he was ever on a horse. He did ride a dinosaur, though. That kind of trumps horses. Yeah, just a little bit. A little bit. And we're we're in this plane, and uh, Molly's just wielding the Sonic. Yeah, she's she is playing the penny whistle, as it were. Oh, yes, he calls it the penny whistle again. <laughs> because uh, calling it a Sonic might be strange. Sure. If I guess. That's, if, that's, if that's as strange as it gets well, in these stories. Well, it does not. <laughs> it does not, because we get flying Daleks chasing a biplane. Now that, that is a scene I would love to see. Yeah, I need to see that for sure. That, wouldn't that be great? I mean, I guess the closest thing we would have gotten to that would have been in Matt Smith's, I think, third story with um, Churchill. But I don't think they flew around. I think uh, it was they attacked the, the mothership. Yeah, no, that's correct. Victory we, we of the got, Daleks. We, Victory of the Daleks, we got World War II airplanes in space instead of flying Daleks against planes yeah. in the atmosphere. Yes. <laughs> And they get shot down. Yeah, they get shot down by the Daleks. And this is when we find out. And my note actually says, oh, gross. The sound that they keep hearing is Daleks scraping up against barbed wire. And I love that I put, oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think that I found it particularly gross, but it was kind of um, evocative. It was very um, unsettling noise. That's what. That's yeah. probably... Yes. yes. Not, not very... Um, not very nice. And at this point, they go, well, maybe um, we should head to that uh, that TARDIS over there. And <laughs> this is when things get very interesting because nope. Molly says that she, she seems to have been in the TARDIS is basically what we, we are gathering. Yeah. I, I really liked how they start to set up, like, the customary, oh, it's bigger on the inside scene. Yes. And she goes, I... I I think I've been here before, and it's just like record scratch. What? Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> just very very strange, and clearly she is not what she seems. But we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, we get, we hear the the voice of the Dalek time controller. Yeah, for the first time. Stuff. Have you? Okay, now I I don't believe the Dalek time controller is in the show. Uh, no, not to my recollection. Have you looked up what he looks like? No, I haven't actually. So he is a, he's like a blue Dalek, and he has, 
Um, I guess around where the vents would be, right below the eye stock, he has, mm-hmm. I guess you, it's two metal rings that almost look like they're forming, like, you know, an atom kind of symbol. Okay. So, yeah, he's di- he's different. I'm going to have to look that up. That is definitely different. <laughs> yeah. So we hear him, and I believe he's talking to, to- is he talking to Toby Jones? Of course. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure, because they are working together to plot something something on a relativity map that they mentioned later on. And it's at this point we hear a TARDIS landing, and we, the audience, figure... Well, you, what, you, we, the audience, scene change. This is one complaint. <laughs> one, one complaint I will have with Big Finish is the scene changes are not always totally obvious. Right. I and mean, that can throw me off because now we're on the planet Srangor. Yes, and um, an extra from Pirates of the Caribbean is helping Straxus out during this. Okay, now hang on, hang on. <laughs> How did you not hear the voice of that annoying, flappy alien from Phantom Menace, Watto? Oh yeah. <laughs> That is total. That's all I could see. Yes. That is all I could see. This voice was just such a blatant impersonation of what? Hey, what are you doing? Yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand here and sound like an angry Italian man. Hey. <laughs> that, it's like, I what is going on? That is so much better. Thank that, you. Yes that that is the ultimate one. That one's great. <laughs> and um. <laughs> Straxus really seems like he wants to regenerate, like, real bad. Yeah. So he jumps off a cliff. <laughs> he does. Well, well fa- first he at least asks if if Watto would kill him. Yes. I thought you knew you will. Yes, yeah. He asks him if he'll yeah, kill him. destroy my voice if I keep doing that much longer. Please don't do it anymore. Well, he's gone. I don't think we see him again, so. We see him one more time. Oh, that's right, we do. Toward the end of the... Toward the end of the episode. Yes. So this is where we find out where we get the name for our Big Finish audio series, Dark Eyes. That's what he calls Molly O'Sullivan. Yeah, for some reason, instead of trying to, I don't know, further the story a bit more, the Doctor and Molly decide to sit down with the uh, TARDIS name etymology databank, or like you know one of those baby name books that you pick up at the grocery store. Yeah, and try to figure out what her name means. Yes, yeah, that was so strange, and it, it really was kind of a weird scene to have. I don't really what kind. I don't remember what got them down that road. Yeah, I, well, because she said she'd been in the TARDIS before, so he was like, I don't remember you being in the TARDIS, so now i got to figure out who you are. I think oh, he was okay. trying to, like, look her up in the record book, but then he just came across, like, what her name meant. Uh, he's got he's got his own TARDIS wiki. Yes. Media, or something on <laughs> He there. does. Actually, I think, this is, I think this is right after Molly says, oh, and what sort of name is the Doctor? It's a 10th-rate stage name. <laughs> That was hilarious. Yes. It's a great insult. Oh, Molly. She's great. I really like her a lot. And then I I believe we we jumped the scene again and we're back in the TARDIS like from the first first part of the story with yes. uh Straxus and the doctor, and he's basically like, I'm gonna make you an offer you can't refuse to look up on. Yeah, exactly. We've seen something terrible. In the time tracks, if there was ever a moment where it sounded like Doctor Who was designed by Mattel, <laughs> the time tracks. Yes. <laughs> time tracks. Ugh. <laughs> it's a tank that can travel through time. I guess right? so. I mean, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know at this point. Right. And we flash back to, I, we'll just call it present present time. And yeah. Molly's like, I got to get out of here. This is ridiculous. And she <laughs> she opens the TARDIS door, and we're on a boat all of a sudden. Yep. The Man, the sound effects and just the everything that's going on in the background is just sounds so good. It is. It's, it's really, really good. I love the scene. Um, after a little while, it was kind of a little tough to tell what was going on because there was just so much... Uh, noise but it really was good so they're at uh what dunkirk 
they're on a boat. It's 1940. Yeah. And Molly's like, oh, my God, the war's still going on? <laughs> well, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> I think he starts, he's like, well, I can't really explain that right now. And then the boat gets hit by something, a torpedo or... I don't... Do we have torpedoes? Yeah. yeah, we had torpedoes. Yeah, we had torpedoes by then. And the boat explodes, and that's just when the mayhem we were just talking about happens, and it just sounds great. And uh, it's almost like they put so much stuff in there that you're... Like you said, it's just, so much is happening. It's just so confusing. Like, what what is going on? And I, I assume they did that because... When you're on a boat and the boat explodes, you don't really know what's going on and things are happening all around you. I haven't experienced that firsthand, but I would venture a guess that that is definitely what that's like. Well, Taylor, let me tell you, neither have I. No. Well, that's good. <laughs> so, yeah, we're in 1940, and then the doctor's like, all right, I'm done, I'm done with this. I'm taking you to Gallifrey. And, sh- and Molly says, is that in Ireland? <laughs> that's right and she I keeps said, calling it like galilee or something yes she has um we should we should bring up her name for the tardis which is i love it i love it so much the tardy box the tardy box which, which is um, true on multiple levels yes i was just gonna say that exact phrase yes it's very true on multiple levels most of all being that it is late or early too many places Yes, exactly. It's it's just great. I, I I will forever affectionately call it the tardy box. Yeah, that's such a great a great thing. Oh, you know, okay, so this random drone. So we're back with Straxus. Meanwhile, with Straxus yes, and he's like Strangor. He's like falling and this drone saves him. Yeah. And I I assume the drone saves him from regenerating, but if if we really think about it, he doesn't he doesn't need to regenerate. He can just jump and die and be like, well, I'd like to die. And then that's the end. Yeah. But I think now he's tried jumping down this mountain twice. Yes. And the drone is preventing him from doing so. So obviously, and, and I will confess that I have kind of looked ahead to, uh, into, let's say Straxus's future. Okay. To, to see to whom he is connected. Ah. Um, and I'm looking at this going, hmm, who would be sending a drone trying to stop him from becoming dot, dot, dot? Because I'm going to leave that open. Ah, okay. I don't want to give away spoilers. And I'm, I'm not sure who would be doing that, but it is kind of a... Uh, it's very strange. Quantity. Yes. It is. As we said, it, breadcrumbs. Definitely breadcrumbs. Yes, we're laying groundwork for some great reveal, which um, I would assume we would get in. I believe it's X and the Daleks is what the next one is which, called. Yes, and and I think if I ever start a punk band, that's what I will call it. <laughs> That'd be a great name, wouldn't it? Yes, and after we save Straxus from regenerating or just dying in general, we get one of Molly O'Sullivan's world famous journal entries. I love that it's world famous now. <laughs> it's right up there with my synopses. Yes. It's no, oh. it's 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 under. It's under there. It's all right. <laughs> so, I will share that stage. So she's basically like, I don't know what is happening. <laughs> it, it really is kind of funny because she starts, you know, it's just that same old letter narration. Dear Ma, I've now traveled through time. Yes. I'm Daleks. I'm traveling in a tardy box. And the hell am I going on about? Oh, this boy. Preposter- I just see her throwing the pencil in the air and just tearing up the paper. It's like, <laughs> no one's going to believe this. So there's there is a lot going on during this part. I actually don't have a lot of notes, I think, because I was trying to follow along just by listening. But... We're in 1972 now, so this is yep. two years after the doctor has left one billion pounds. Can, can, I, can I say it? One billion pounds. <laughs> Perfect. It's, it's after he's left the money for this, um, this woman at the beginning of, of this episode. Yes, Sally, I, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. At the Ides Scientific Institute. Yep. Sally Armstrong. Yes. And uh, things have uh, really grown in two years with all of this money. Well, hey, a billion pounds goes a long way. Yes, it does, apparently. And they're like, oh, we did all this stuff. We followed your directions right to the thing. Here's the, here's the thing you told us to do. We're so glad you're here right in time. And he is just so confused. He's like, I don't understand what you're talking about. And yeah, exactly. It, it turned they turned this machine on and guess what? Surprise Daleks. <laughs> Daleks come pouring out basically. Yes, and just murder that, everyone. Totally. And I'm, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, huh, maybe it wasn't the doctor who left the cash and these instructions. Yes. I did like that there were Daleks in the bathroom. That <laughs> was I don't know why that just struck me as, like, the most hilarious thing. And then also, what, there is a, oh, God, and then the English beat. They're a band, ska music, back in the uh, 70s and 80s, I think, and they did a song called Mirror in the Bathroom. And so now in my head I go, Dalek in the bathroom, please talk free. The door is locked, just you and me. Anyway, <laughs> so here's all these random connections I'm making. As I'm oh, listening. man. So yes, Dalek's in the bathroom. Heck yes. And they are trying to flee. I believe Sally is exterminated in the fleeing. Yep. And we hail a taxi, and the taxi driver's like, hey, what's going on? Oh, boy, and starts driving very fast. Well, and then what What, what does he say? He's, he's like, he's like, well, can, can you say, you know, follow that cab? I've always wanted somebody oh, to say yeah. that to me. And Molly goes, okay, fine, follow that cab. And they have a good and laugh. Like, they totally do. And this, this is the point in the story where I'm like, okay, Molly is definitely adapting yes. at this point. It is not, it's no longer, oh, my gosh, this is you know, indecent and I don't understand this whole time thing. It's like, okay, we're here now. Stuff's happening. I'm rolling with it. Yes, definitely. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Like, ah, horseless carriages. Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. That was another great part. Uh, when, when they get, and she's like, where's the horse? <laughs> nope. <laughs> exactly. No horse. Um, I also, after this, I love, that the Daleks are just like in the middle of a crowded street, just talking to one another about trying to find the doctor. Yes. Like no big deal. As I, you do. I did also actually like that they were obviously in a crowded street and they were talking to each other and there was panic going around them. And they weren't like, eh, let's murder everyone. They were just kind of left everybody as was. I kind of enjoyed that for some reason. Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, they're, they're clearly on a mission and yeah. they don't, need to destroy everything they can come back and do it later i'm sure um but i, I kind of felt like um because i think they 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 cornered the doctor and molly at one point and the doctor's just i mean he's just had it yes yeah, i feel like we're totally seeing like shades of uh time war era eighth doctor i love the fact that he's just shouted the guys like he's like what or what what are you gonna do come on you're gonna do it do it you know yes. put up or shut up alex uh, it's probably the cleanest way I can say that. <laughs> well, um, actually, the doctor is the one that is shut up because Molly punches him directly in the face and knocks him hey, out. Big old left hook. Just yeah. Locks him. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. The TARDIS. No, that was great. And the fact that she even calls him out on basically his PTSD. Yes. After he too. Yes. Uh, is fantastic because... You know, he's at a point where he, he kind of needs someone to call him on that. And then we... Now, is this where we we find out that she can fly the TARDIS? Yeah, she starts She starts kind of like almost giddily. She's like giggling as she does it. She just starts playing with the controls. Yeah, th okay, this is... Th and, th and now knowing what I know after listening to part three, I'm like, yeah. what is going on? Oh, totally. So kind of gone off the deep end and she's like i'm just gonna flip switches and turn dials so she's flipping switches and she's just like hey can maybe we can we go somewhere nice and i'm like this seems so odd and then they kind of have a la like don't they have like a laugh they're like ah, ha, ha. they're just like i'm like i had no idea what was going on it was just so strange it was very um very much in juxtaposition to the previous scene <laughs> yes and, and, and it, 
kind of I don't know if it was jarring is the right word, but it it was it had that reaction for me as well of wait what the heck's going on oh we're going off to a planet now yeah okay it actually kind of took me out of the story a little bit mm-hmm. like I was all in it till this point and then we're we're having we're having a laugh and it was just so strange yeah I agree. And things get even stranger, and I actually, I loved, I loved this part, because as soon as it happened, I thought to myself, why, why is this happening? So they land on this planet, they're, I guess they're in like a crowded kind of like, um, I don't know what you would call it, like, it's almost like a flea market kind of setting, it seems like. Yeah, I, I kind of pictured it like a, like a Moroccan bazaar. Yes. So yeah, like a bazaar kind of kind of area, and this police officer passes them, and the doctor is talking in English, and the police officer is talking in his native tongue, which we cannot understand is unrecognizable at all. And I'm thinking, why is the TARDIS not translating in this? And immediately Molly goes, what did that guy say? And she, and the doctor's like, it didn't translate for you? That's strange. Well, let's go swimming. Uh, <laughs> Intergalactic wave pool, bro. It was so, that that was so strange. There, and it, I mean, <laughs> it didn't get any less strange because like <laughs> the music in the background has like a harp in it. And everything's just wonderful, and we're just swimming with these things that look like dolphins, and yeah, and then hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy. Yes, and then we have uh, the police officer. Now, is the police officer supposed to be um, the guy that uh, Straxus wanted to have killed, or is that not him? Um, oh, no. So, so far as I know, or so far as I could discern, I should say, that the, the policeman whose words we could not in- interpret and who I'm still calling Watto, I have no idea what his actual name is, <laughs> um, are, are, are different people completely, um, partly because that was happening on the planet Srangor, and now we are on Halalka. Yeah, something like that. If I'm pronouncing that right. I think you pronounced it better than Molly did. Oh, good. <laughs> she said, like, hella la 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 She said, like, way more than there was. <laughs> uh, so we find out this police officer is crooked. And it's it was nice little transition because he was still talking in s- some language we could not understand. And it slowly morphed into language we could understand. Yeah. I thought that was very nice. Yeah, that that was a nice touch. And then, so we're swimming with the dolphins. We're having a fun time. Everyone's, I, I don't know what is going on. And now the <laughs> dolphins are evil all of a sudden. Yeah, and that was, um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't see that coming, I guess. And it, I, I don't know if they end up on shore or if they end up on a boat or somewhere, but they're, the doctor and Molly end up killing this dolphin. Yeah. And I was like, wait, wait, they killed it? This is crazy. And it's got like a metal strip on its head, which I'm assuming is Dalek tech. Yes, I would assume so. Oh, yes, because the Daleks uh, find them again. Yes, the flying dinner plates. Yes, the flying dinner plates. We hear Toby Jones's voice, I believe, for the first time in this episode. Yes. And... Molly, for some reason, is flying the TARDIS and is just maneuvering like a crazy person. Someone that should not be maneuvering like that. And Toby Jones thanks the policeman for his services and then politely murders him. (laughs) Here's your payment. And I loved loved Toby Jones' line, and so the doctor runs and runs. And that's Mm -hmm. how episode three ends. No, two. Episode two, and we're headed into three, which is the Tangled right. Web, and we are. It's so weird because like each of these is all. I mean, yes, they're their own story, but we don't leave off 
Like, we get a cold open every time. Yes, right. We don't pick up right where the last one left off, like if we were watching a classic Who. Yeah. Yeah. So we we find uh, it's Molly O'Sullivan's parents who mm-hmm. are very upset. It's their daughter's birthday. She's two years old, and she's missing. Yep. And, it, and there's a big old storm outside. Yes, there's a huge storm going on. And the... This is just so ridiculous. The door, someone knocks at the door, and whoever is at the door has Molly, and she's asleep. Yep. And this guy claims he's just passing through, which I'm like, yeah, sure you are. Mm-hmm. You're just passing through. Well, he might be. Just not in the way that, you know. Yes, passing through for a, a good a good reason. Exactly. And they go, Oh sir, what's your name? We need to we need to know because you know, you saved our daughter and he says, My name's Cortis and we all go, Well (laughs) (laughs) we go, Oh well interesting. Yes. And then we join Molly and the doctor and the TARDIS and the doctor's just he's he's dumbfounded. Yeah. Completely flabbergasted. That Molly is just he he almost admits that she's better at flying the TARDIS than he is. Yeah. And at this point, I think he kind of starts to question her. Is this when we do the we do the um the hypnosis? Almost. Almost. I, I do have a prediction though, based on this. I, I'm I am convinced that whatever uh Kodris did to Molly when she was two. She she's like a sleeper agent. She's like the freaking Manchurian candidate of time and space. Ah. Okay. Um, and and so like she's been set up with some like subconscious knowledge of how to do these things. Like like when she was giggling in the in the last episode, it's like she's just throwing levers and, and switches and dials and her conscious mind is going, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just flipping stuff. But her subconscious mind is going, I'm plotting a course for this place because we need to be here at this time. Yes. That's what I'm thinking is going on. I think she's like basically a sleeper agent of some kind. I Yeah. I, your guess is as good as mine. And that guess, sir, is pretty good. Now, cool. at around this point, I started, I paused the episode for a second because things were starting to sound a little fishy. And I looked up the release date of this again, and it was November 2012. And right. um, around this time in TV Doctor Who, we got another companion with a mysterious past that came to us. Uh, could it be a particularly uh, uh, cute brunette that we have both fawned over? Yes. Yes, it could. It could uh-huh. be someone that is impossible. You know, that's so funny because I have a note a little later on in this episode going, funny how Molly's another one of those impossible girl types. Yes, very much so. (laughs) This story, like, we get a lot of reveal in part three here, and this story almost seemed like it melded. I'll just go between these two notes right now. It gave us a little storyline with with Amy in it and a little storyline with Clara in it. I can see that. It kind yep. of melded the two. We'll get to the other, to the Amy story a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get some flashbacks. Molly has a really good memory for a two-year-old. Again, <laughs> hints, hints of sleeper agents, if she's got that kind of a memory. Yeah. Um, I think we've also got a scene in here way between Kodris and the Daleks. They're talking about a relativity map. They reveal that Kodris is a Time Lord. Yes. Who I presume has denounced his time lordy ways and is like, now these these Dalek things know what's hip and what's going on. Yes, apparently. And he also doesn't seem to care much for for Straxus. So I guess Straxus is good. But then I also have a note. Hey, remember when there were other time lords that weren't evil? Because I don't. (laughs) Can't we have some nice ones that just want to hang out and pal around? It's been so but long. It's true. It has been so long. <laughs> so Molly's second birthday. We're back there. And I believe this is when yes. she says, am I hypnotized yet? Oh, yeah. And her <laughs> her birthday is, I, I believe the year was 1893. 
Yes. Whew. And we're we're looking in. Oh no, they fly the TARDIS. Okay, nope. I remember what happens. She is hypnotized, and in her hypnosis, she guides the TARDIS to her second birthday. That's right, because I've got the note hypnopiloting. Yes, and the doctor says, well, we should probably, you know, go invisible here so nobody can see us, and he goes invisible. The cloaking device. Yes, the cloaking device, and (laughs) we hear a TARDIS. Yes. And the doctor goes, well, I don't remember doing this, and then a horse and carriage appears, which is now I need this... Oh man, it's so great! That's right. That is just the coolest TARDIS I, disguise. I, I love it. I w- I want somebody to have drawn this, please, just because it's it's just so cool. That's just like such a cool <laughs> disguise, and I I don't know why I enjoyed it so much, but I was like, yes, this is awesome. Well, because I, I mean, for me, it's got presumably a living or an a, the appearance of a living creature as part of it. Yes. Yeah, I would assume I so. Is completely still. Yeah. No, I, I assume it moves and the chameleon circuit makes it look real nice. <laughs> I would hope so. And it's at this point, I, I, we, I guess we don't recognize who this person is. And the... See, here we go again. This is just another weird thing about Time Lords recognizing other Time Lords. The doctor yes. says, if I knew he was a Time Lord, trust me, I'd know. <sighs> but yeah. uh, it's just one of those things that it's like a back and forth thing but between, I guess, what's convenient for the story. Yeah, it it, it doesn't have the same continuity as uh, Immortals recon- recognizing each other in Highlander. Yes. Um, also fewer swords, but <laughs> yeah, there's... I feel like right through this part of this episode, we, we get a lot of stuff back and forth because um, I feel like right around this time, there was like a cut scene where, um, you know, coaches is talking about like the doctor's course through the vortex. And that's got to be a confusing one. Oh yes. Honestly. Because he's talking to the Daleks and yeah. is, is at this point they're like, Oh, he's in, he's, he's stopped somewhere. I think. Right, and and I think it's somewhere where they're like, well, now wait a second, you had plotted a course, and he's now off course. Yes, and he's just like, and, everybody calm down. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to hand part, the part of this over to a third party. Yes. And they're going to help handle this. And, that, and, and I, I didn't take much note of that, but it totally comes into play at the end of the episode. Um, and, and, and so, yeah, and then like back to Ireland and then they're like, okay, that's it. You know, we're, we're going to Gallifrey. Yeah. We're going to try to go to Gallifrey again. There's a, there's some really good dialogue between the doctor and Molly. And I believe they're, it's, it, they're talking about Kitty. Yes. And it's just like, it's just really great. Molly obviously had a really strong relationship with her. They were like sisters and, the doctor just lays down some really great advice. It's just really, really, it's just great. I just really enjoyed it. There's, there's a lot. I, I mean, for me looking at it, I was like, Oh, here comes the guilt, you know, and she's feeling really responsible. And then I feel like they get into this whole, like, you know, hope versus like survivor's guilt. Yes. Uh, kind of discussion, which I, which I thought was, was really kind of meaty. Yeah. The, so the pain she's feeling is hope, is what he he yeah. says to her. Exactly. And exactly. it was just a very, like, Matt Smithy kind of speech. Mm-hmm. And I just really enjoyed it a lot. And I didn't get to enjoy it that much because a giant explosion happens. <laughs> Doesn't that always interrupt the best speeches, right? It, it really does. And let me tell you, this explosion was very, very loud. And the doctor <laughs> once again says Lucy's name to Molly's confusion. And mm-hmm. we kind of the doctor blacks out a lot in this in this uh, in these episodes. Um, well, and and it's almost from this point on through almost the rest of the episode where things really get 
I haven't said it in a few weeks, but bonkers. Yes, the doctor actually says bonkers, and I think now we love him even more. (laughs) Yeah. He says the word. But before we get to the meat of this bonkers part, (laughs) Molly opens the door, and she shouldn't have been able to open the TARDIS door because all the systems have been shut down. Oh, right. Yes, yes. And she's like, well, I thought we'd just go outside. See if I can... haven't they been they've been um uh time clamped, which I thought was time clapped at first when I heard it. it yes, like, they've been time clamped. Yes. They they've got the little boot on the wheel of the TARDIS. Yes, and then somebody put one of those stickers on the TARDIS window that is just will not come off. Impossible to get off. Yeah. And it's funny because I, I, f- I almost feel like we're at, we're on a beach kind of setting. It kind of sounded like, and mm-hmm. uh, off in the distance, you can hear Dalek voices, which I laughed really hard at just because it's so funny. Doctor, yes. doctor, <laughs> and they're running. They're like, we gotta, we gotta run, and then we're back on Gallifrey, and we hear the Lord President is mm-hmm. talking to Straxus, and I love when Straxus says the Doctor's name, and the Lord President is just like. <sighs> All right, just tell me. <laughs> yeah. And this is around the time we hear that the end game approaches, which is, that sounds like a lovely time. That Yes, indeed. And everything just seems, everything seems to be planned out by, and I don't even know who is playing who at this point, because Straxus is with the Time Lords, Toby Jones is with the Daleks, but they all see they're all they're all just like, yep, everything's going according to plan. And we have two plans that just seem to be to mess with the doctor. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I really hope this is setting up a really impressive uh fourth part to this story. I'm I'm looking forward to listening to it. Yeah. And I'm really kind of going, I'm like, okay, how is this all going to play out? Because this the knot that they tie by the end of this episode, I'm like, okay, how does this unravel? Yes, I 100% agree with you. It's just very mind-numbing, especially we haven't even... We're going up the roller coaster right now, and we're about to go down the roller coaster. That's right. You're hearing that clack, 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 as the chain is pulling the cars up. <laughs> and Molly and the doctor, they hide in a cave, which, I mean, all right, I'm fine with that. And they're talking, and then you hear an echoey Dalek voice say, we can hear you, and I was just laughing so hard. And then my laughter turned to pure confusion when the Dalek said, come out, please, sorry if we frightened you. Right. What? Uh, yeah. And the Daleks claim they have seen the errors of their ways, and what is happening? What is going on? I I have so many expletives in my notes at this point. <laughs> like, I, I was so confused. And to hear Dalek laughter. Oh, that was frightening. With child wow. laughter. That was... Yes. What? And the... it, 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 I, I so... Like, this is one of those things where not knowing on a first listen what is quite going on is you don't really know what to picture yes you get a little bit is, of a better picture do. as you we go along but yeah but it was yeah i'm i've i've got literally like four separate entries just back to back to back just going like what the f's going on here i am <laughs> so confused oh my god dalek laughter what dalek saying please <laughs> Yeah, it was just very, so strange. And the doctor keeps getting these weird headaches that kind of have a weird ringing to them. And he's just fallen over and he is not having a good time. And there's definitely a lot of blacking out. Yeah, we're at a Dalek city, which apparently has flowers in it. Um, Yeah. And you can hear children laughing and Daleks laughing, as we just said. And it's just like what what is happening and then we hear like this this like multi-legged thing walk up to them and 
Felis. And Felis is a walking squid, which probably should have been a dead giveaway for us immediately. But it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me either. I was just like, okay, sure, walking squid, whatever. Let's Yeah, let's run with that. The doctor's like, huh, why? And then he falls over again. And he's yep. out for days, apparently. Yeah. He's just... He, he is out for a while. And during, during this time, Molly is spending a lot of time with Felis. And yeah. I can... I, I'm much like the doctor, as in, I do not trust this walking squid. This seems a little strange. Yeah, exactly. No, I totally thought that he, that Thelus was, you know, in in the guise of trying to help the doctor, actually making sure that he does not improve. Yes, and it looked like it's, or it, it sounded like uh, Thelus was putting a lot of doubt in Molly's mind. Mm-hmm. And then the the one of the many reveals that we get in the la, in the next couple of minutes here is that Thelus was a Dalek. Yeah. And that we're also on Scaro. Yeah. And my next note is, my next three notes are, this is insane. This is so strange. What is happening? <laughs> yeah. And the do- the doctor's like, no, none of this makes any sense. The Daleks will never be good. We need to go back to, and every time he tries to go to Gallifrey or go to the TARDIS, he starts to get the headaches, so he kind of fights through it. Yeah, and, yeah, and and th- and actually, I think at one point Thelus actually explains that they're they're genetically retro engineering. They are turning themselves from the Daleks back into the Khaled. Yes, which which is someone who was raised on classic Who and and who knows the 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 story, the origin story of the Daleks is just that's insane. That is just beyond you know to to actually. For as much as this actually isn't happening, you know, yeah, actually have it happening is just like, wait, no, that's unbelievable. Like that. Yeah. I mean, this would entail that maybe a soul Dalek or I don't know, a bunch of them were like had the free will to decide that they wanted to try and figure out how to, yeah, turn back to their former state. Yeah. And that's. I know. I was I I was trying to rationalize this in so many different ways. I'm like, is this just like some like random offshoot of Daleks who got separated and something happened, but they're not like the main Dalek? There was so many things going through my mind trying yeah. to figure this out. Well, Taylor, guess what? It was all a dream of some sort because the doctor, uh, yes, the doctor ends up. He's I don't know if he's in a tube. Or what? What is going on? But he wakes up and he is being watched by these beings. I don't think we get their names. Actually, I think we do, and I'm I'm going simply on a phonetic. I think they are the Mezcaranas. Okay. Yes. That. Yeah. That does sound very familiar. And this this is the Amy story I was talking about. The intergalactic psych ward. Yes. It sounds very much like when Amy wasn't Amy and she turned into a pile of goo and was somewhere else. Wait, she turned into a pile of goo? Wait, when was that? Yeah, remember when she wasn't real? When she was when she wasn't when she was pregnant and she wasn't pregnant and Oh, oh yes. Okay, yes, 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 yes. I'm sorry, yes. Go right ahead. So I'm with you. Yeah, it just kind of reminded me of that a little bit. And the Mezcaranis? The Mezcaranis are like, well, the doctor's awake. We should probably alter his mind or something. The doctor's like, whoa, okay, hold on. What is going on? So he's, he's kind of figuring out that everything was fake, but he's he's like, how far back was it fake? And where did you get that girl? Is she real? And yes. and then Molly is with us now. So she is, in, in fact, real. And they kind of go over their past a little bit just to figure out where... Mm-hmm where we are and it's at this point that we get back to the Daleks the real life Daleks not these happy go lucky ones not these hippie trippy stinkfoot Daleks no (laughs) and we activate the psychic link and Molly kind of I don't know if she passes out or she says she kind of goes like eh and then she says I will be the death of you doctor and I'm like oh my god I know my note is like, okay, Molly, you just got really creepy. (laughs) 
And the Daleks are like, hey, Toby Jones, um, what up, bro? Why did you do that? Now they it's up, bro. Now he knows our plan, and he's like, "That's the point." Now he'll need to try and find out what's going on. Him, he'll come right to us, and that'll be the end of him. And they're like, "All right, cool. That sounds yeah. That plan's good." <laughs> and Straxus saves them. He saves the Doctor and Molly. Yeah. So I guess he's good. And then the Daleks land, and they're like, "Hey." where'd the doctor go and they're like i don't know and they're like well we're gonna exterminate you and those are the daleks we know and love and (laughs) my goodness what death sounds we heard indeed and toby jones is like man you didn't have to do that Uh, whatever who cares he (laughs) cares he cares for like two seconds yep and the daleks are like nah bro that's kind of what we do (laughs) that's a thing and we're back on the TARDIS, Straxus and uh, the president and the doctor and Molly and Straxus. Straxus says a line and I go, oh, okay. He says one day he will be sick of what he's doing as well. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, when he wanted to jump off the cliff and die. Maybe that's what that's a callback to. And the the doctor's like, answers, give give me the answers. And they say, well, we sent you on this mission because there's this rogue Time Lord named X. And the doctor laughs. He's like, okay, yeah, that's not his name. Just tell me his real <laughs> name. And they're like, it's classified or something. I don't know. We find out he has, or they, they, they think he's been genetically altered by the Daleks, which is also funny because in the new series we have genetically altered Daleks with Time Lord DNA. Yeah, right? Look at that. Look at the connections. And uh, we find out that if the Daleks succeed, it will be the end of... It will be as if Time Lords didn't even exist and Straxus, in a last heroic effort, saves the Doctor and Molly and I assume the President by sacrificing himself... And Straxus, the episode ends with him dying, basically. Yeah, and now I have to wonder with everything in in you know these these two plans that are ticking away uh, side by side, was that really a sacrifice or was that scheduled? Yes. Yeah, see, now that's the whole thing because everyone it seems to be going right on schedule. Was this part of the schedule? Yeah. I guess we'll just have to wait and see in part four of Dark Eyes X and the Daleks, which we will be reviewing next time. Um, I really like these two parts. I think this is a great series, and I believe I can speak for you by saying that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, my my only faults that I find with it are are mostly my own because you know I I, I there were times where I just I couldn't clearly see a scene change and it is definitely something and i've said it a couple times already tonight that kind of begs multiple listenings um which is great if you've got the time we don't always have the time but <laughs> uh, you know when you hear it a second time or even a third time if you know uh if that's what it takes it 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 seems a lot more coherent and you can kind of draw a lot more of the connections then you can just on a first listen and go kind of going like, well, like with the whole, you know, hippie Scarrow. Yes. Uh, which, yeah, I mean, let's make that our alternate title, right? Hippie Scarrow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where we both spent a good chunk of that going, what the actual is going on. And on subsequent listens, you know that going in and you're like, okay, now I can kind of piece this together better and get some of these deeper references and deeper meanings out of it. Yeah, definitely. But still great. It's enjoyable. I've 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 enjoyed watching Molly kind of get acclimated to this life, this adventure uh that she's 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 on now. Yes. Um, so that 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 was really enjoyable. I love seeing this this much kind of darker, angrier uh doctor than what we knew in the TV movie. Yes, definitely. A lot more substance uh, to this one. 
a whole lot more substance. And, and I, I feel like we're even now we're seeing a lot of stuff that is kind of, you know, building to time war level confrontations between the Time Lords and the Daleks. Yeah, it's um, it is about to hit the fan and I can I, I can just feel it, feel it in my bones. So, yeah, in uh, about two weeks time, we will review part four. And um, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search The Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at Team Hate. You can follow Taylor on Twitter. Uh, at Apex Buddha. Oh, yes, you um, changed it, it again. You changed... I did. I'm sorry. I know. I know. It doesn't make it easy. Somebody's going to go back and listen to an old episode and be like, I can't find this guy anymore. I know. I'm sorry. I needed Buddha back in my life, and it just didn't make sense trying to get back to bus Buddha because I don't have a bus. True. I'm actually so, glad I'm, the Buddha's I'm, back. I kind of then, missed bus I, Buddha. Thank you. I... I life's been kind of crazy and I've kind of been making some efforts to kind of like get back to some of these, uh, uh, Zen Buddhist, uh, books that, you know, I, I've been, uh, into for a while. And so that, that was in some aspect part of that, but now I am with apex Buddha. I am Zen in the corners as well. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so yes, find me there now. For God knows how long. Right? <laughs> well, I changed mine two times anyway, so you know. Okay, each have two times. Then. <laughs> uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Just search Podcastica. Look for—is it still the Gallifreyan writing, or is it our faces now? I can't remember. When I get it on my uh, podcast app, it is still the Gallifreyan writing. All right, look for that Gallifreyan writing. And subscribe and rate and review us as well. Huge shout out to the Y axes. You can check them out on the yaxes.bandcamp.com. They're also on Spotify. Go support them. They have fantastic music. And I think that is all for us this week. Join us next time as we review part four of Dark Eyes X and the Daleks. And we will talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya.